What's up, everybody? Raj Nation from the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast here. This week, we have a special bonus episode to share with you. This past weekend, Martin and I spoke and did a live episode at ColumCon, a special conference live from Columbia University in Chicago for the students there. We did a live episode, and the topic was actually, it was just Martin and I, and our topic was how do you start a podcast? That may be something that you've thought about before as a listener of this show. So Martin and I spent about 45 minutes just expounding upon what it takes to start a podcast, some of the things you have to get over mentally, technology barriers, all that kind of stuff, and answered a lot of audience questions in the process as well. Now, the audio quality in this episode is not the best, so please bear with us. We did not have a direct line plug-in into our microphones, so we picked up the audio from the auditorium loudspeakers. Not the best audio quality, but you'll still find a ton of value in this episode. Before I play our live episode from ColumCon, as always, I want to give you the reminder and invitation. If you're not part of our tribe already, go to www.discoveryourinnerawesome.com. Enter your email address there, and you'll get an email every Monday when we release new episodes of the show, which means you'll never miss an episode of the show. So you'll keep getting value, and you'll help us out as well. Without further ado now is our episode live from Columbia University at ColumCon, Martin and I covering the topic of how do you start a podcast. Enjoy the episode, and we will see you next week. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, this is the Discovery Your Inner Awesome podcast. Uh, This is, as far as I'm concerned, the only show where you get to eavesdrop on conversations with entrepreneurs, artists, and musicians about the stories, the journeys, the struggles, but most importantly, the questions, the questions that can help us all better understand who we are, what we're doing, and how we can do it better. My name is Rajiv Nathan, a.k.a. The Raj Nation. This is my co-host, Martin McGovern, a.k.a. Marty McFly. Yeah. <laughs> Marty McFly. Um, what we're doing for ColumCon today is a special kind of live episode edition of the show. So usually when we do the show, we have a guest with us who is either an entrepreneur, artist, or musician, and we pick some question that's on their mind, and they'll tell us, hey, I've really been struggling with this. And our entire episode will be based around discussing that question, and by the end, we'll come to an answer for it. Um, just for an open conversation. So now if you look through our archive, which you all are welcome to get on your phones and go on iTunes or whatever iPod or whatever podcasting app you have and search Discover Your Inner Awesome and subscribe to the show. We would not oppose to that. Um, if you look through our episode archive, you will see every episode title is a different question. Um, so I recently moved on like how do you be patient? Um, what was the one that came out this past week with Moke? Um, how do you filter off the noise? Uh, we've had a pretty disclosed that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we've had a pretty cool gamut of guests over the last couple of years. We've been doing this show for two years now. Uh, people like, uh, we've had some Hamilton cast members as our guests. We have had pro wrestler Colt Kamen on the show. We've had some pretty popular entrepreneurs on the show. Uh, but what we wanted to do with this particular episode of you at the ClubCon is talk more about the concept of actually starting the podcast. Like, how do you get this going? And, we heard, you know, we overheard before we started recording, grab the microphones, a couple of your just kind of what you if you have one, how do you make it matter to people and that kind of stuff. So that's going to be the premise for the next 45 minutes or so. Um, why don't we start by just kind of asking you guys, uh, what what interests you about the podcasting world? Let's see the show again. Do you, do you have a podcast? All right, we have podcasts out there. Cool. Uh, do you listen to podcasts? Yes. Do you guys 
So as far as being a creator of podcasts or an author slash publisher of podcasts, uh, why don't you guys shout out, so we'll start in front of your What's Your Show called? What's it about? Uh, we have a show called uh, Random Movie Thoughts. Random Movie Thoughts. Where each week we get a new theme for of movies. Uh, we did war films, Disney films, Star Wars films, and we'd spend the entire time going through them and talking about them and breaking them down, and once we liked, once we disliked, what worked about them, what didn't work about them. Usually about two hours each, hour and a half to two hours each show. Yeah, so it's like with the war movie episode, it's like we started with, uh, just we started straight off with Saving Private Ryan, and then just like kind of, this was like the gold standard, and like moved down from there, and like kept talking about different film, films about different wars, uh, just different conceptual war films, um, and how each of them work or don't work, or what we like or dislike about them, and um, yeah. Just with Tropic Thunder being the good guys. Did we talk about Tropic Thunder? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So you're breaking down movies and picking them apart to get into that. Yeah, one of the things you guys said as we were chatting earlier is that you know there's tons of people out there doing all these different things, right? What makes me different than you know all the other podcasts or all the other YouTube channels. And I think the way you phrased it was what makes my opinion matter. Right? Why why would my opinion matter? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. So you know one of the things uh, our background and, and just get a little uh, understanding about where we're coming from. Um, we both studied marketing back in college, and uh, I studied art and design. And we're just nerds in our own rights. Uh, you're the biggest wrestling nerd I know, to an almost embarrassing degree. Uh, <laughs> we're a wrestling teacher. I've already got like four awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and so one of the things that you know we've we we are you know our entire world is how do you differentiate? How how do you find a way to talk about things that people understand and actually care about? So if you're talking about a brand, food brand, or a, you know, a credit card, or something in the credit card industry, what is it about this that actually has some sort of connection to people, and and why does it matter? Like there, at any point in time, there could be a million things that replace this one thing. There's nothing really unique about anything anymore. Everything has been said in one way, shape, or form. And even when we're commentating on on things that have been created, you know, these are the conversations that are time. We've got Facebook Live. We've got even the creators sitting around talking about the things that they're creating, like everyone has something to say about every single thing. And it's all being recorded all the time, including this conversation right here. So what makes it different, what makes it important, what makes it relevant? Um, a lot of the time it's just the fact that it's happening in the moment. That's why a lot of videos taking off right now. Um, and a lot of times it's just that this is the world we live, this is your frame of reference. So, if someone has already said this somewhere else on the internet, that doesn't mean that everyone has heard that message. And one of the key things about you know, marketing branding is that just because you say something once doesn't mean people get it. So Nike says just do it, but they didn't just say say it one time in 1970 and just let it go from there, right? They repeatedly say it over and over all the time in a thousand different ways, in a thousand different versions, in a, you know millions of different variations. 
And that's how we all know about it. We don't know about it just because you know it was said once by one person somewhere in the world. Yeah, and I would add to that. And also, let me just make a quick little plug. If you're tweeting about the show about this, uh, our Twitter handle is at DYI Awesome. So, you discovered your Awesome. Um, so, yeah, to, to add on to that, um, consistency is one of the biggest things in terms of whatever you decide to create, whether it's a podcast or some other, whether it's a YouTube channel or anything else. Um, you don't necessarily have to be the best, you don't necessarily have to have the coolest technology. We're going to have the most important thing or unique things to say. But those who are the most consistent with it tend to win out. It's very easy to be like, hey, I want to start a podcast. And then do like three episodes. And then be like, oh, well, we only have three listeners. It's my mom, my dad, and my brother. And then be like, well, this is stupid. No one's listening. I give up. But you've got to give yourself time to build an audience. It doesn't happen overnight. And the more you put out something, the more opportunities people have to catch wind of it. You know, like the first you know, several episodes we did, it was probably 15 listeners per episode. And then we just kept doing it. And then we got to the point of like 50 to 75 listeners. And now we, we have roughly like 300, 400 listeners per episode. And that's with basically zero promotion outside of our email newsletter. Um, and what, what you start to see is that because the ability to create is so easy now, right? Like you can grab a cell phone and make a video. Um, I mean, the first few episodes of our podcast, we just use the voice memo app on our phone to record. So walk through that. Walk through the, the creation of it. Sure, yeah. So uh, as far as technology goes, like you, you need very basic technology to launch a podcast. I mean, now we have a couple different microphones that we use, but our first couple episodes, we just used the voice memo app on the iPhone and put it on the table and talked. And it was a good so we threw it. We threw it on bed. And really, at the end of the day, what, what it came down to was we were sitting around, we were having all these conversations with people, all these conversations that we wish we had recorded and wish that we could have more of. And one of the things that we just realized is it's awkward to just call someone up who you don't know and be like, hey, can I sit down with you for an hour and a half and talk about life? It's just a weird thing to do. <laughs> so. We had to create an excuse to be able to have these conversations with people that we wanted to talk to. Um, there, and, and really, at the end of the day, when it came down to it, what the goal of our podcast was isn't to sell something, isn't to um, become famous, isn't to whatever you know the millions of reasons that there are to create something. For us, it was we want to have interesting conversations with people that we want to have conversations with. Yeah, and what people would probably otherwise would not either have the opportunity to or have a reason to. Or have a reason to reach yeah. out to. If, yeah, if, if I reach out to, um, and we'll kind of get to this example here, um, Shreen, um, you know, there was a, a podcast that I listened to religiously. It was called The Unmistakable Creative. And Remember that podcast? It's really good. Yeah, it's actually one of the most popular podcasts on it. Yeah, he's been doing it for what? Seven years now, I think? Yeah. Well, like, he started it when, to get a podcast, you had to plug your iPod into the computer. You guys know what an iPod is? <laughs> you had to plug your iPod into the computer and then download it onto the device and then unplug it and listen. Yeah, and so I remember I was like sitting on an airplane listening to his podcast, so I'm like, God, I wish I could like talk to this person. I wish I could meet this person, right? Um, but I was on this side of the fence and he was on that side of the fence, right? 
He was the creator, I was the listener, and that's the relationship that we had. And you know, years in the future, you know, fast forward three, four years, we're on a road trip taking our podcast around the country, meeting only some people in person because you know Skype is great, but we really wanted to get some you know more intimate conversations. And uh, we we had him on. He, he was totally down when we were in California. He came and, and did a podcast with us, and it was crazy, crazy podcast recordings with his dog jumping all over us. <laughs> and, like, yeah, my friend the way we were staying had this excitable, <laughs> very very excited dog. <laughs> and uh, and what's crazy about that whole story is like you know then we sort of became friends. He became a mentor of ours. He's going to be in Chicago soon. We're all going to get dinner together. Um, you know, fast forward even a year beyond that, I was having a conversation with someone who wanted to start a podcast, and I was like, well, why don't you just start it? Why don't you grab a phone like we did, go put it on the table, and just see what happens? And she goes, no, 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 you and people like Trini are on that side, and I'm on this side. And I was like, that's the point. You, you, we're all, there is no fence. There is no fence. It's all just perspective. It's all just where you think you're sitting at any given time. And so what I told her was like, if you just start creating, you're even the first episode, you're you're on this side and you can reach out to anyone. Or even before you launch that first episode, you can reach out to anyone. And you know, they might not say yes, but you're allowed to. And and I think a lot of us waiver permission when it comes to these things. You're allowed to just go reach out. And for us, I think I mean my goal at the beginning of the entire podcast was how many interesting people can I meet? And we're continuing to do that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is like what conversations we want to have, what conversations we want to be part of, and I think that's what we're accomplishing. You know, like entrepreneurs, artists, and musicians, people I care about talking to, and want to know how they see the world, and what do they, what do they think about, and what bothers them, what excites them. Plus, we get to pretend to shoot each other on the hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and to come back to that point of consistency, though, right? Like, you have to just keep churning out episodes. So. Uh, because there's a lot of, again, anyone can create. It's very easy to create anything now. So, a lot of times to cut through all of that BS that's out there, it's the people who just keep doing it who end up winning out. They don't necessarily have the best show or have the best whatever for most unique things. They just keep churning things out and people are like, they can see, oh wow, there's a big archive of content here. They must be for real. Like, I remember when we had our, so, at this point, we're at, I think, about episode 76 or 77 of our show. We've been doing this for two years almost. And Which, in comparison, is like really early on. Yeah, <laughs> okay, totally. There are shows that have been around for decades, right? But when we hit our 50th episode, like I, I very strategically titled it, our 50th episode, I had people who I had known for a while who had never listened to our show, like, dude, you're at 50 episodes now, I should probably start listening to this. And I don't know if it was like 50 was the number, right? I mean, it is funny, right? And I don't know if it was like 50 was a magic number or anything like that, but there's a certain point in other people's minds, because you're not the most important part of any other person's day, but there's a certain part where they can say, oh, these guys are for real. Maybe, you know, it's not just a fleeting thing that is, is boring and stupid that I shouldn't pay attention to. If they've done it, there must stupid. be something to this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then to speak to like the, the people you can meet through a podcast portion of it, um, here's where I think a lot of people go wrong. So about a year ago, I had someone come up to me, we were doing a talk, and I had someone come up to me afterwards and say, you know, I'm having a really tough time getting like interesting guests on my show. And I said, like, what do you mean? Tell me about that. 
He's like, you know, I reached out to like Dan Bilzerian. You guys know the name Dan Bilzerian? He's like got the most Instagram followers in the world. Basically, his Instagram account is machine guns and strippers. And he's post like videos of him like off in the desert somewhere like ski shooting uh, with assault strippers. <laughs> and when I go there, it's like strippers holding his guns. Anyways, he's got most followers, I believe, in the world. And this guy's telling me, yeah, I reached out to Dan Bilzeri and he didn't get back to me. Oh shit. You know? <laughs> I reached out to PewDiePie, but you know, he's kind of going through the sun right now. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where a lot of people get the podcasting or the interview, or whatever type of creation game wrong, is they reach out to the people who are the most freaking popular, and they're like, oh, well, they didn't get back to me, so either. I must not be doing this right, or my show's not worth it, or whatever. But you've got to think about this in terms of the value you bring to other people. That guy who just started his podcast brings zero value to a guy who has the most followers in the world. How much can he, like, what can he bring in? One more follower? He doesn't need one more follower. He has 500 million. Like, that guy owns the world, basically, the digital world. So to go to him and say, and, and obviously, he's not going to look at it, you know, you send it. To go to someone like that and try to say, hey, be on my show, you're providing zero value to that person. In fact, you're being a parasite because you're thinking, hey, if I get that person on my show, I'm going to become really famous. And you've got to flip the way you think about it. Think about it in terms of value you can bring to others. So start small. Start with people you know. Because I'll tell you this, and we know this, we've been doing this for 70-something episodes. If you have someone on your show who is the first time they've ever been featured for anything. They're going to share that with every single person they know because it's so exciting for them, right? Like they finally been interviewed. They're also going to be super excited to be on the show. Yeah. Right? We had someone on our show who's been on yeah, not hundreds and hundreds of podcasts and he's just so bored. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So oh, I'll talk about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to name him. No, no fault of his own. It's probably our own fault. Um, Jordan Harbinger runs a show called The Art of Charm. Very successful. Very, yeah. Called The Art of Charm. Really good podcast. Art of Charm is probably one of the top five most listened to podcasts. It's on iTunes. Definitely recommend it. Through an introduction, through a mutual friend, through previous guests we have on the show, we introduced Jordan when we had his guests on the show. That is my least favorite episode we have ever done. And through no fault of his own. But at that point, we were like, oh, Jordan Harbinger is a big feature name. We've got to have him on the show. We'll bring us a whole bunch of new listeners. He didn't enjoy being on it like while he was on it. But he even said, like, right when we sat down, he's like, this is going to be the last time I, I just, like, say yes to a podcast. You need to have certain stats. So. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, what happens afterwards is I said, hey, here's the recording of the episode live. He didn't get back to me. He didn't share that with one single person. Not that I ever expect people to share our stuff. Uh, and that's another thing we'll get to in a second. But he has zero reason to, to then do anything with it. It's not important to him. Yeah, and we're like super grateful that he, you know, was on. Yeah, and like we're super like lucky to be able to chat with someone like him. But it's but that was a case of us being trying to be parasitic in that, exactly. that relationship, right? We said, hey, you have a big audience, so we should get some of that audience. You just got to share it out. But you should you can't have any expectation. And you shouldn't be even approaching exactly that. So yeah, <laughs> you know, boil it down. Right? Boil it down into uh, yeah. You can't. You should never assume your guests have to do things for you, right? Yeah. You should be grateful that they will. And you should say, hey, if you'd like to share this out, here's the link to do so. Here's some, you know, here's a tweet you can use, right? But you cannot go into it being like, hey, what the hell? 
I had you on my show and you're not sharing it. You have all these followers. I have to get something. That's not how you do this, right? Bring value to them. Be a good person to them. Then it'll reflect better on you. Um, and the other part of it, to, to continue on that point, is um, finding the people. Like I, I think we're very good at getting people on our show who are like on the rise, right? We'll catch them. You know, certain people have to be on our show, not because of our show, but afterwards they. You know, achieve some degree of success, etc. And we have them before that moment. And so it's it's going back to that like I don't want you just to be famous. I'm not just trying to be a fame whore. It's hey, I think you're interesting. Let's talk. And then you talk to any like famous person. They remember the people who were with them before everyone wanted to like them and be with them, etc. And that's kind of I think we always enjoy having people who are still trying to work their way up. And so well, those are also the most interesting stories. And yes. I think that that's a really big piece. Like if you get someone who's on the book circuit or who's on, you know, the promotion circuit or something like that, like if you have a show that's all about, you know, promotion, if you're trying to create a talk show, that's that's fantastic. Like nothing against it. Um, what we wanted and, and that goes back to knowing what your goals are. If your goals are to have what our goals were, really interesting conversations with people, regardless of the you know level they're at. Um, that changes what you're looking for, like what the criteria you have set for who you want to talk to. Um, and so I really want to like come back to that a little later. It's just like knowing the goals and knowing the mindset that you're bringing to this. Because you can have, you know, just a conversation with you and your buddy that you never get a following. You, it's just maybe 25 people listen. But you have two decades of you and your friend chatting with each other. And that's awesome to be able to go back and like listen to 10 years down the road. Like one of the things I'm most excited for is being 40 and listening back to all these episodes. And just being like, God, I was an idiot when I was 27. So dumb. I already listened to episodes from two years ago. I'm like, you moron. Like I can't imagine what 45 year old me is gonna say. But I'm really excited to be 45 and be like, yeah, <laughs> So you mentioned before, like we have to you know, shoot each other on stage on, on the Hamilton stage. So do we have any Hamilton fans here? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Must be nice. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> so um, I have had the opportunity to see the show three times now. Um, and does it keep sneaking in? Yeah. Like and we've gotten to record episodes with cast members backstage and actually go on stage and take some photos afterwards and like that. It was awesome. Now, I say this totally, I don't, I don't want this at all to come off as like, oh, I was trying to be sneaky or anything like that, okay? Um, so I, I saw the show the first couple weeks when it came out, which is like, I bought a ticket, right? And I noticed during the show, I was like, okay, one of these ensemble dance members is really freaking talented. So I looked her up in the playbill, and her name is Amber. She was of this season of our show. She was the first episode of this season, if you go back to the episodes. Um, and I have been obsessed with Amazon for the last year and a half. Yeah, that's an <laughs> understatement. You know, I haven't gone more than two days without listening to last night. night. Yeah, and you're just like, I'm <laughs> 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 normal conversation. So for me, it, like, it's, it's honestly become like a, a big part of my life. Like, I really care. So I, I knew I, just, I wanted to get more involved or, or involved in some way because I've, I've, I've cared about this thing for such a while. And when you look at, again, to come back to like the, do you go for the Daniels area or someone else? 
I look at look at this cast. The first time I caught I know I was like, this this girl is really talented. Like she had one like dance move that I was like, holy crap, like, that's really hard to do. Um, and then I looked her, I looked at her name of the playbill, and I looked at her on Twitter, and I saw she only got like 900 followers on Twitter. She could probably benefit from some more exposure, right? Because now we have an audience for our show. So she could probably benefit from that. And she probably, if I reached out to her and said, do you want to be on my show? She'd probably be grateful to have the opportunity to get more exposure for herself. I didn't see Hamilton and then try to get Hamilton himself on the show. I mean, if you could get No, I'm going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't think having, uh, what's his name? Uh, well, him too, but in Chicago. Uh, if that happened, you would literally call me. Sorry, yeah. Miguel Cervantes is Chicago's Hamilton, okay? I don't see it as out of reach to have Miguel Cervantes on the show. And then, honestly, at some point, maybe someone from the New York cast perhaps live there longer than himself. But if I, on day one, reached out to Miguel Cervantes or Lynn Manuel, they are, I already know, this is a major production. Miguel Cervantes is being interviewed by WBEZ and all these publications. We're going against uh, like 60 minutes. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Versus, so, so for, for us to say, hey, come be on our show, it's not providing value to him, and it's probably just taking more time out of his day, he's already doing a million interviews. Versus, now we've actually had two casters on our show, Amber Ardolino and Sam Haberman. They're both part of the ensemble cast. We have freaking amazing conversations yeah. with them. You know, and like, Sam has become like a legit friend now at this point. And for us to come to them, it's like it's almost like, again, I say this with total honesty, respect, and everything like that. It's like we can, if ultimately we get more featured guests on the show, we just we worked our way up. Because now, like Sam is like, hey, if you want to talk to anyone else in our cast, just let me know. I'm happy to ask them that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's going for the people who can benefit from what you're doing, not just say, oh, they're famous, so they must be interested in what I'm doing. So not all things people are interested. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and here's the other thing too, right? Because we talk to people who are pretty fame and that kind of stuff for the most part, they are more willing to be open and honest with the things that are happening. And our whole show is this show, it's like a personal journal, essentially. Our show is about the struggles that people go through. And when I say to someone, you know, prior to figuring out our topic for an episode, I'll say, what's, what's been on your mind with you? What's bugging you? What are you struggling with? And they can say, like, Sam Averman's case from the caps, she was like, you know, like patience has been this big thing I've been working on for so long because she's what's known as a swing member of the cast. So she plays like five different roles as part of the ensemble. So she got hired to be on the cast, but then still had to wait for it, wait for it. She still had to wait to actually had so many references <laughs> into this episode. She still had to wait to actually be on stage on a regular basis because she had to learn so many roles once she got hired for the cast. And we have a not like that. That is one of my top five favorite episodes we've ever done. And it's tougher to have just just because of the format we're going for our show. We know it's tougher to have those kinds of conversations with people who are at the point where they have to protect every component of their image, or where there's in sales mode. Yeah, or yeah, it's, it's hard to be in sales mode and be like totally 100 vulnerable at the same time. So like, I need to lead everything back to this message. Versus, I can go off on tangents for 20 minutes and not care. Yeah. Um, the One of the original things, what's your name, sorry? Mine? Yeah. Caldwell? Caldwell. I like that. Very, uh, very, uh, regal. <laughs> cool. 
What's your last name? Butler. Oh yeah, dude, you're like British, British royalty. <laughs> get that a lot for some reason. But <laughs> like you should be in a cigar lounge right now. <laughs> All the love us. <laughs> so, um, you said like, what makes my opinion matter, right? Collection my opinion matter. Outside of the fact that you keep doing it, people start to take notice. The, the example I point to a lot is turn on CNN, turn on CNBC or MSNBC, turn on ESPN, turn on any of these things, right? Watch an entire day of programming. They are all covering the exact same area or They're all covering the same stories. But why is it that on ESPN you can have Sports Center, and then you can have First Take, and then you can have Pardon the Interruption, and then you can have all these other shows that talk about the exact same topics, right? Like the day after the Super Bowl, they're all talking about the Super Bowl, yet they all are able to exist as shows because people start tuning in because they want to hear. What does Skip Bayless have to say about this? What does Tony Kornheiser have to say about this? They, it's not so much the fact that the content is what matters, or the topic is what matters, it's more about they want to start to hear what does this person have to say about this? And, and the messages aren't even that much at odds with each other. It's not like this guy has this drastic opinion and this person has another drastic opinion. They're really basically just saying, here are things that are happening in the world. And like people just watch it because they like that person more than that person. Yeah. And it gets down to like an emotional, do I like people? Like, yeah. do, I, do I enjoy seeing this person's face? Like, even, right? So, if you think about the people that you look up to, people whose YouTube channels you watch and whose interviews you listen to and all that stuff, it's like, what is it about that person that they're saying the exact same thing that someone else has said? I hated it when that person said it, and I like it when this person says it, right? And I think that's what's really interesting. I mean, before we started, you were talking about guns, and you were talking about how movies. Um, there's two types of you know triggers, right? Like you know pulling the, the or, or cocking the gun before shooting it makes pulling the trigger. I knew none of that. <laughs> I knew absolutely none of that. Now I know it all, or at least you know the paraphrase that I can I can pull from it. But now when I watch a movie, that's going to be in my head. Now that's the information that exists in the world. That's information that's been talked about hundreds of times probably, um, in lots of different conversations with tons of different guns experts. But I'm not around that. I'm, I'm just enough removed that you're the expert now. And that is interesting. And, yeah, thumbs up. Because like now I'm gonna go home and like you know my brother lives in Texas and he uses guns and I'm gonna be able to have you know a more intricate conversation with him about whatever rifle he's using or something now. So that is the that that's the value. We we live in our heads all day long. We're bored with ourselves. I, I sometimes can't even listen to our episodes because I'm like, I can't listen to me. <laughs> but other people want to listen to me. Like, I'm so neurotic that like, I hear my thoughts out loud. I'm like, yeah, I know. I already, I already talked to myself about that. Like, but someone else is like, I've never thought about that that way. And, and I'm like, great. Now we can continue the conversation. And whether it leads to just like a new friend, or it leads to a new business opportunity, or it leads to a job, or it leads to a mentor, whatever it might lead to, the, the beauty is that by doing it, it opens up opportunities. It opens up possibilities. The other two things I'll say going off that are sometimes I'll listen to our old episodes, and then you'll say something, and then in my head, like I'm, like, I'm I'll be like, oh, I'm like, Here's my thought. And I'll actually end up saying that thought like in the episode that we had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, 
And what I was reading the world again, but listening back, is what I actually did say in that moment. I think those guys. Like, I still agree with myself. <laughs> I never agree with myself. <laughs> but but, but even down to, I don't know if you noticed this, like, even down to like, little like quips, you know, like, oh, <laughs> like the quip I think in my head when I actually ended up saying in, that, in the episode. Like um, singing Hamilton with yourself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, the other part of that was so, sorry, you were saying that. You get to go back and listen. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Recap what you had just said about. Once I say thoughts, they're gone. I have no idea. That's, that's why I record them, because I can't remember things. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I can't remember what I was going to say. All right, but, come back. Yeah. Uh, well, so it was the listening back to yourself. Um, oh, and then you got it. So okay, we, were, we were worried about this when we first started. I think a lot of people. You can repeat things or cross multiple episodes. We bring up stories on the same stories we've said before on different episodes. And a lot of like, the, the initial thought is, oh, I talked about it before, I can't talk about it again. Like, you'll run out of content if you do that. Never assume everyone who's listening has listened to you before. It is always someone's first time listening to your show. So with that in mind, if you bring up something you've talked about before, that's okay. Because it's going to be new for some. Even if people who have been listening to your show forever, they, they miss episodes here and there. So if you say it again, it's fine. In fact, the more you repeat something, the more it sticks. Yeah. How many people are in, insatiably curious? You just read constantly about the same topic all the time. Everyone. <laughs> because, I mean, we're all dressed, or you guys are dressed in costumes here. I can't imagine that you wouldn't go deep, right? Um, we have a pilgrim in the room. Pioneer. Um, one of the things, so I, I'm obsessed with like personality and communication and personality tests. So if anyone's ever been to 16personalities.com and taken that test to see what you are, I'm an INTJ. Um, I'm, I, I, I want to know everything there is to know about that. There's no end to what I will read or what I will watch. I've watched every single YouTube video that has something to do with INTJs, and most of them, I would say 80% of them are horrible. They're really badly produced. They ramble, they're like 40 minutes long, and I'm like half bored listening to it, and I'm like, I'm waiting for that thing that you're gonna say that I'm gonna agree with. Like, there's, there's, I, I, I did it again last night. I was just like, oh, I'll watch another one for like 20 minutes before I head out to go see Logan. And there's just something about that where, you know, I watched them, I read the main thing, I read the detailed synopsis, and then I watched like the top five. And then I was like, that's still enough. I want, I want more. And I think that that is where, where does my voice matter comes into play. Because you might think like, oh, this person did the exact same video, but I watched the exact same INTG, INTJ video, just made by 20 different people that say the exact same thing, but each one is slightly different, or better animation, or a little bit more sarcastic, or something like that, and I still find value in all of it. And so that is the mindset when, when it's like repeating yourself. You can even repeat other people, you can repeat yourself. Like repetition is good, because repetition helps people remember. And the whole point of talking and sharing and communicating with other people is so we can all build on these ideas and remember these ideas. If, you know, if someone tells me their name once, I will guarantee I will read it. But 
but if they tell me 300 times, I might still forget it. But I'll be, you know, more more inclined to remember it. I'm just terrible with names. And so I love repetition. I think it's extremely helpful in learning, in communicating, in you know, building friendships. Like, how many times do you have the same conversations with your friends? But it's so fun because it's your friends. And with that, too, like, people enjoy it when it's something they know is reinforced, right? Like, you feel, when you hear some, when you hear someone else say something that you've already learned before, you feel good that what you've learned is validated by someone else. What we're saying is build a bubble around yourself. Build, <laughs> build a bubble of, of thoughts that reinforce your thoughts. <laughs> Don't do that. Challenge everyone. Challenge everyone. Let's do this. we got about uh, a little under 10 minutes to go here. Um, what other questions do you guys have? Yes, what's your name and speak loudly so the recording can go ahead and repeat. Uh, my name's Tyler, and uh, the question I had is, I know you're talking about like, consistency, and like, I've tried to start things up before, but like, I was like, at some point, I was kind of getting to like, this goal where it's like, almost hard to do, and I'll be like, oh, I'll take a break, and then nothing ever happens on that yet. Do you have like a, do you guys ever experience that, or do you have like a way to kind of combat feeling like that? Yeah, so the question is, name's Tyler, thank you Tyler, and his question is about consistency, where I'll start something, yeah, I'm getting into a groove and ultimately fall off to the bottom. Right? And then if you take a break, you can't get back into it. Are you okay? Sure. <laughs> Raj uh, struggles with this a lot less than I do. Um, I love <laughs> yeah. Um, I love new ideas and I love learning new things and I love learning very different things. So, you know, in college I did like graphic design, animation, things like that. Um, most recently, I learned how to create video and edit video, and um, you know, I did a little bit of sound editing when we started the podcast. And I just always want to be learning something new. I don't want to be, you know, sticking with one thing forever. So there's two. There's a couple different ways to approach it. The first is make it so easy that you can just do it consistently, right? Um, so if if you're having to do like high production every single time you create something, yeah, you're eventually gonna be like, I don't want to. Unless you love production. Yeah, unless you love production. But um, here's a hack that uh, I was actually talking to someone about yesterday, which is if you know that about yourself and you know that you're gonna constantly just want to jump to new ideas, and you know what what is the thing that I actually naturally consistently do? What I naturally consistently do is ask lots of questions and dig deep into people's um, stories. So what I don't naturally do is produce all that stuff. So what I did was I found someone like Raj, <laughs> who, loves, who loves the consistency, who loves to do the editing, who enjoys all that stuff. And then I show up and I bring what my value is, which is asking deep questions and going deep into the stories. And I think that that's, um, you know, I don't think I knew it at the time, you know, when we first started out, we were just like, oh, you like these things, I like these things, we have kind of complementary um, interests. And I think really, uh, if, you, if you know that that's a deficiency you have, um, work on it for sure, you know, get as far as you can. Um, then get help. Like, we don't have to work completely in silos. And if, if you know, if you're not the one who's going to create the podcast, maybe you can, you know, be the co-host of someone else's who's already doing it consistently provide them value or do something behind the scenes or like their design or something like that. Um, if I think back to high school, um, I didn't want to start a band, 
but I liked hanging out with my friends who had bands. So I did all the art for their band. And they would come to me and say, we need some things, stickers, and I'll just go do it. And I didn't have to be consistent, it was just like on a need-by-need basis. And that need just kept growing until I was the same in the band writing songs. And like that is kind of how things start. I was like, I'm no longer doing the art. I mean, I am, because I was you know, in the band, so I was doing all the art still. But it was like, it just kept leveling up. And so find ways to augment your skills, because there's no way that we're all good at everything. Yeah, the, all of the couple things I'll add to that, which are great points, um, which I hope you find helpful, um, is when you think about consistency, you've got to be consistent in one of three ways. Consistent, you have to be consistent in your release of episodes, right? If you are excited, you know, one week I'll do it on Monday, another week I'll release on Friday. People need to know what to expect. They need to come to expect something. But then within an episode itself, either have consistency of guest consistency of format. Uh, those are two. Uh, consistency of guest or consistency of format. Um, which still gives you a lot of room to play around with, right? Like, like our show, every introduction I say, we talk to entrepreneurs, artists, and musicians. We've got a lot of people who aren't technically entrepreneurs on our show, who have a, have a day job, they do some cool side project, but we just know they're interested. But we can still lump it under entrepreneurs, artists, and musicians. If we deviate from that, that's fine. But I don't need to say we talk to A, B, C, D, E, F, G, X, Y, you know, like all of it. Just find something that you can lump everyone. It's under. like a scatter plot. The line comes to the Exactly, side. exactly. Um, and then what we tend to do that works well for us is sometimes we just need a break from doing episodes all the time. We release in seasons. So we release episodes every week. But we say, like right now, this is season six, episode eight. Okay? And our seasons are roughly 12 to 14 episodes long. When we get to the end of the season, sometimes we take a little bit of a break before starting the next season. And people don't really follow up, fall off because we say, hey, season's ending, we'll be back soon. And because the episodes are titled you know, S6, E8, S6, E9, they know it's going to come back soon when the next season starts up again. Yeah, I think going to the start of your idea, um, how committed are you to that idea before you launch it? Right? So a lot of the things that I launched, like I did these like really dumb videos that uh, <laughs> they were called dramatic readings. And this was just something that I did with friends, like in college we would do Mad Libs and then I would dramatically read the Mad Libs. I did it last night, <laughs> there were Mad Libs in the back of the car. And I was just like, all right, we're gonna do dramatic Mad Libs reading. Um, and it was one of these things where uh, the goal that I had wasn't to make a consistent audience who watched these dramatic mad lib readings or book readings or whatever I was doing. It was to practice video editing. And so I knew my goal at the beginning. So when I stopped doing that idea, it was because I accomplished my goal and I know how to edit video now. And so that that I want to bring it back around to that goal setting at the beginning. All of these things become easier. Finding guests, having having your discussions, knowing who your audience is, uh, posting on a consistent basis. Um, following, you know, a theme, all of that becomes consistent when you know what the goal is you're trying to achieve. Let's see if we can sneak one, perhaps two more questions. Yes. Okay. Laurent. Laurent. It's funny that you mentioned that because I've been, as a fellow creator, I've also been, I've been struggling with the idea of quality versus quantity. Struggling with the idea of quality versus quantity. Yeah, I was just. Uh, I was just wondering what your thoughts on uh, which is more important. 
Well, so the uh, cliche answer is both. Um, if you look at Casey and I staff, you're like, what, what, what the fuck, man? Like, come on, like, how, how do you do that every day? Um, but even he burned out, right? Like, and so, well, not really burned out, just leveled up in a different way. Um, but I would say the quality is better over time. Yeah, quantity, quality comes from quantity. So yeah. if you listen, it took me, so I, I did the voiceover narration for the intro and outro of the show. Um, it took me about 43 episodes to finally get an introduction that I like and keep using. So the introduction I used at the beginning of this, I don't know if you were sat down by that point. That's what I've been using for the last 30-ish episodes. Prior to that, it was kind of changing every single time because I still didn't have something that I liked that I was, and I was still tinkering. <coughs> finally, I got to one that I'm like, this is it. And it took 40-something episodes to get well, it. Well, that the girls. Yeah. Oh, and still And even if you listen to some of our earlier episodes, like, their the quality of them is really low. And sometimes even now we have low qualities based yeah. on the scenario. Like, the, the audio quality on this would be pretty bad, this recording, because it's picking up these speakers off of my laptop. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh. Uh, we don't have a direct line running in. So this is why I let go of that. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> but then there's times when we've done other live episodes before where there's a line running straight from the mic through it. Crystal clear audio, right? So, yeah, we started with an iPhone on bed in Belize during New Year's. Like, that's, that is, if, you, if you're going to really ask us quality versus quantity, do it. Doing it is more important. Yeah. See if we can get one more question. Yeah, so, Chan? Rich Locasio. Rich Locasio. Um, as far as somebody starting out with a podcast, would you prefer a live or pre-recorded format, and also as far as social media, how would you encourage somebody that's starting a podcast to get started as far as reaching out to people on social media? I think live, so the question was, for starting a podcast, uh, live versus pre-recorded, and how do you work social media and all this? When you say pre-recorded, you mean like scripted? Not so much scripted, but... You mean streaming versus... Oh. Streaming versus already uh, having yeah. the archives. I think, um, so I'll say this, you're gonna make it harder yourself to try and live stream all the time. Um, you can give yourself room for error if you pre-record, because then you can have, we do very minimal editing on our show just because the purpose of like authentic, open, honest conversation. We talk a lot, so yeah. there's not a lot of dead air. So I think pre-recording makes it easier on yourself, plus you also have the benefit of, like you kind of always want to be anywhere from like three to six episodes ahead of what you're releasing. So you have to have a buffer. If you have a week where you can't record an episode, You've got six, you know, six in the chamber that you can release in the meantime. Um, but we release one episode a week. We don't release like seven, or we don't release like twelve at once. Right. Uh, then the social media part, and the, the biggest favor you can do for yourself, so you see right here on our website on the projector, join our email list, create an email list. That is the best thing you can do for yourself. Because if you're sending an email every week saying, here's the new episode, People are going to see that, and it's much harder to miss it. Yeah. And I would say, like, live streaming and all that stuff, it, it's not either or, it's, it's a both, but I wouldn't worry about live streaming until you have people that will watch your live stream. Like, if you think, if I think about the people whose live streams, streams matter, it's people who already have a mass audience. Like, funny or not, does a live stream, I'll, like, watch them print something. And I'm like, what am I watching? But it's funny or not, so I, like, it's there. Um, or Gary B or someone like that. But when when you don't have an audience and you're live streaming, it's like two people. <laughs> you're like, 
uh, I could just have a conversation with you guys. Maybe we should just do an episode together. <laughs> and like, so I, I would say like, you know, build your foundation and then you know worry about the live interactions as as you have people to talk to. Cool. We gotta wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much for being part of this again. Our show again is Discover Your Inner Awesome. We encourage all of you to subscribe on your phones. Go to discoveryourinnerawesome.com. Subscribe to our email list. We have a 75 episode archive of past episodes you can listen to. Uh, we'll hang out for a few minutes if you have any other questions that you couldn't get to hear. Otherwise, keep rocking out, come up, Con, and uh, we will, as I say at the end of every episode, that'll do it for this one. Until we will see you next time. But in the meantime, take care and be awesome today. Thank you. Thank you.